Ho, ho, ho! Welcome to episode 111 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we talk Deadly Games, Dio Code Santa Claus from 1989. Ho, ho, ho! Happy birthday, Christmas! Welcome home! Christmas, everybody, and welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. <laughs> I'm Kyle. And I'm Adam. I like how there's always that Terrible. pause, like you're trying to think of, like, what's my name again? Yeah, like, <laughs> who, who is this? Uh, we've only been doing this for 111 fucking episodes. And, and really, like, a great <laughs> intro, Kyle, where you sounded at first like Santa had a bunch of buttermilk cookies in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And, and then by the end, you were Southern. <laughs> Why is it Southern Santa? Yeah. Is it? That, that's pretty much my accent yeah. coverage. Usually, it's the same accent that I believe to be a million different ones. <laughs> I'm the man of a thousand different voices, but secretly. You think a really <laughs> shitty Rich Little. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome everyone. This is uh, the first of our Christmas or holiday episodes. Uh, oh, Adam yeah. is cracking the beer. Some eggnog up in us. Getting the party going already. Uh, yeah, we're going to be covering the uh, French uh, film. It has many names. Deadly Games, a.k.a. Deadly Games Dial Code Santa Claus or Game Over. Our, or there's, I think there was a pair. What was the French one? Like, yeah, the like Père Sangria? Yeah, the, yeah, Père Noël, the code, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a bunch of names. From 1989, this is... <laughs> That's the, the Russian one? <laughs> Just so if you want to know. Oh, okay. okay, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is the original. For all our Russian fans, it <laughs> was did, released ooh, in Russia. They're why not going to like do, the second movie we talked about. Why didn't about? we cover this and, and Home Alone? <laughs> I, it would make that would have made more sense. sense. Yeah. I didn't even realize that till now. Like it is crazy how similar this movie is. There is like, a bunch of similarities. He had to he had to have been influenced in yeah. some way or seen it and been like, you know, what if we yeah. take that into a family version or something? I don't know. But to, yeah, we'll get into it later. Or, or even just heard about it. Yeah, like he may have not seen it because yeah, it didn't really come to the no, states. Yeah. He might have heard. Yeah. Yeah. Now there. Isn't I don't know. John fam- Hughes could have been into like bootleg VHS, you know, horror movies. And isn't whatnot. somebody in Paris? One of the in Home Alone. Do the well, I think go they Paris? go to they go to Paris, yeah. don't they? Oh, yeah, wait in a the first second. one. Yeah. So, all right, all right, all right. Oh. This conspiracy goes pretty deep, right? <laughs> we need some dial code Santa up in this shit. And uh, I guess we he can should have gone through with that <laughs> yeah. suing them. Uh, we can mention next episode we will be covering the uh, John Hughes, su- like John Hughes, <laughs> <laughs> the super super uh, <laughs> Christmas right. classic Invasion USA, starring Chuck Norris. 
Um, I know people consider Die Hard the uh, action Christmas classic, but uh, I'm going to say this should be added into the the mix. There. You think this? Uh, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll discuss next, uh, next episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, on but, Movie uh, City Maniacs. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and next week will be our actual Christmas. We we do our annual gift exchange and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, make sure you guys tune in next episode. But uh, this one, I, I, do you guys have any, anything to talk about, or should we just jump in? Because I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies. Well, let's get into your Christmas movies. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious what you've been watching. It's, it's funny because I said that, but the first two I talk about are not Christmas. But from this point forward, <laughs> it is all after Christmas. After these two movies. Um, so quickly, I'll run through these. I watched Bad Trip from 2021. I've been trying to get uh, yeah, trying, trying to, to fit in these 2021 movies. Um, I know this. a lot of people seem to really like this, find it really funny. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a hidden camera film uh, where they mix in, kind of like uh, in Practical Jokers, yeah, where they have an actual like, stage or, plot with acting mixed in with the pranks and they kind of fit the pranks into their mm. story uh it's eric andre who, yeah. I, yeah i don't know i guess he's a big comedian he, yeah he was on like john stewart um he has his own show yeah it's the eric andre show and it's, little ray how 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 really how how, how yeah. yeah and then tiffany haddish is like the psychotic sister who kind of steals oh, the show she's like the whore icon isn't she is she tiffany haddish i don't know no no no, no i think somebody else yeah she's girl, i assume girl, this girl's yeah. a comedian too yeah um yep but yeah, so the the, the uh, Tiffany Shepes is what I was thinking. There's not much to plot. He uh, he happens to run into his high school crush, and uh, you know she hands her it, hands him her card saying, "I run this art show if you're ever in New York." So he plans a road trip with his buddy, and they're going to go to New York, and uh, he's going to express his love for her. Uh, they don't have a car, so they steal the psychotic sister's car, and she's in prison right now. But she escapes, and she wants. Revenge on these motherfuckers of for stealing her. Uh, what is the car? Is it like the pink bitch or something? Like it's some kind of w- name like that. I, I, so I watched this earlier in the year, and, and I have no recollection. Yeah, I, is it that I, good? I've forgotten about it. Did you laugh at all? Was it like a fun, I, like um, okay, this is like so a gig- giggle fest? Or I remember it? laughing a lot at a bunch of the yeah. the set pieces, and and Eric Andre, I really like. Yeah, and his stand up from maybe the previous year. Is incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's amazing stand up special, um, but the fucking story. I yeah. I hate that shit. It's in, in Practical Jokers. It was the worst thing. Just give me fucking uh, pranks. Thanks. That's all I want to watch. You know what's still the one that has never been beat? Jackass, because that's all it is. It's just, yeah. let's put all the money towards pranks and use it to make the pranks bigger and better. We and don't it's need fun. a plot. And, you know, maybe they don't work, but this like this is taking away 20% of the film, and I don't care about any of this. And Proco Jokers, it was, like, unbearable. This is not as bad as that. Same problem I had with Borat 2. I think it would have worked better with just him going and doing shit and watching the reaction of real people. Like, that's what I care about. Um, there is some funny stuff. There's a crazy scene at a bar. There's a scene at a zoo involving an ape, I'll just say, and maybe yeah. some animal. Do I say animal rape? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the pranks were a mixed bag. I, I laughed a couple times. I was never, like, literally ape howling. Rape. <laughs> ape rape. Um, yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't, I, I don't know. I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten. Yeah, it would have been uh, five and a half or I don't six. know if I would watch it again. Did, did you feel like it was two hours wasted? Or was it like, all right, this is... Well, it's an hour and a half. Hour and a half, uh, yeah. Still, like, was yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, 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 think yeah. I don't think it was it. wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't like Red Notice where I, I, yeah. I like <laughs> was fucking cursing the movie by the end. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I don't... The only movies these I think I would ever revisit is Jackass Films and the first Borat, maybe. But again, yeah. since they started trying to add plot... I. Don't have I any... think the fir- for me the first Borat is the the one high point. Um, like 
But that's plot. Like that's heavy plot. That's driven, heavy right? plot. And I, but I, I just yeah. feel like it's really well yeah. constructed. But yeah. that, that and that plot is like all the plot seems to be throughout pranks. Like there's not a yeah. lot of like. Whereas like Borat two and this and Practical Jokers, like they're actually having these people try to act. And like again, more so in Impractical Jokers, where it was so bad because they were not actors. This isn't as bad because, you know. But it, you yeah, can make it was them like cringy. sketches and where like who is America? The other yeah, Borat, uh, Sash Baron Cohen <laughs> uh, series that he did was also I thought am- amazing. But there's like there's barely any plot to like they're basic sketch pieces. Then you're building off of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here they would redo these these gags i guess until they got the right reaction to get the plot moving yeah. forward what fucking plot yeah. yeah yeah there's no need it's so cliche and yeah anyways let's move on i also watch army of thieves from 2021 this is the prequel to army of the dead focusing on the safe cracker ludwig ludwig dieter uh it it, it's uh no he didn't i think he just produced this and helped uh had something to do with the writing i believe like the basic plot idea so it's it's a uh, what's the actor's name i can't even pronounce it um anyways the actor, he was probably the best part of that film. He's fun in this one. He also directed this film, which was, uh, hmm. like, it's pretty well directed. Uh, very cool opening where he gets invited to this mysterious, um, uh, pretty much gets this mysterious email saying, come to this this uh, come to this location, improve your safe cracking skills. And he gets there, and it's like this competition, and there's all these rich people betting, watching. There's, like, these three big safes, and, and there's, like, all the best safe crackers and they have to like try to break the safe at a time and then they get eliminated and it keeps on going down to you get to this like ultimate safe and it's competition between these two people is it a deadly competition um, like if they don't crack they no die? it's just uh, whoever wins is gonna uh, they're trying to find people uh to put it together this team for this this heist so i guess the the whole heist is they're gonna um they're gonna break into three banks and I guess there's these legendary safes that they go into this whole like mythology and there's like this safe cracker and he invented these crazy like just these artistic, like, just pieces of art, but impossible to break safes. And each one gets harder and harder. Like, it starts out like there's 100,000 combinations and it gets to, like, there's billions. And and uh, so each bank gets harder and harder to uh, to uh, break into. And, uh, and so for him, it's, like, the passion of, like, seeing these safes in person and then trying to be the one that breaks them. Like, no one's ever done it. Um, and then, you know, you have all the group of people. There's kind of a romance thrown in there. Um yeah, it was fine. I mean, I think some of the action set pieces were fine. Like it's, the acting was fine, the directing was fine. I was never maybe really bored, but it is two over two hours, which is too fucking long for uh-huh. this movie. I don't know why every movie has to be so long these days. But I, I guess the biggest problem I have with it is like nothing really stood out. Like I liked his character. I thought the whole mythology and the idea behind these safes is an interesting idea. But like, I never felt like the heist was like anything you hadn't seen before. So I still enjoyed it. I'm going to give it six and a half, but it's again, it's probably not going to be, it's not top 10 material, but it's like, it's worth a watch if you're into, I'm, I'm a big sucker Safe for cracking. heist. Yeah. Heist films. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go into 2021, which right. I haven't done too much and, and probably top 10 material for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 2021, Pig. Oh, okay. this is starring Cage. Nicolas Cage oh, uh, and, uh, you know, side characters, Alex Wolf from Hereditary, who I liked much more in this, and Adam Arkin, who I always appreciate that guy's <laughs> presence. He's always great in things and isn't enough things. And basically, it's this truffle hunter who's living with his pig. He's, he's out in Oregon, away from near Portland, but away from yep. the city, and he lives a solitary life, doesn't interact with somebody. This guy comes up to get his truffles. He doesn't even talk to him. He just hands him his truffles and takes a suitcase full like of money. Like a truffle isn't yeah. a chocolate? 
it's like a mushroom. Mushrooms oh, that are in the ground. Underground okay. and Isn't pigs it truffle hunt them or chocolate too or no? I yes, truffles yeah. are oh, okay. chocolates as well. Oh, but, okay. The truff <laughs> these I was these, like he's a chocolate. So certain <laughs> a chocolatier? <laughs> so certain truffles are like uh, like super, super expensive okay. and, and, and difficult to find. Anyways, uh and then somebody comes and steals his pig. Uh, it, it was kind of promoted a lot of, in a lot of places like as like John, John Wick, Wick with, with <laughs> Nick Cage getting revenge because they took his pig, but right? But it's kind of like... There, it's, no, it's not an action movie, is it? No, not, not much. There's like glimpses, and it keeps going away from that as you go. It's almost like if you had a John Wick kind of world, but this world is... He was, you find out he was this renowned chef. And and everybody like he just they say his name and doors open for him and there's like this underworld of this cooking hmm. culture uh, like the that, chefs that's like heightened in a similar way of John Wick but it kind of reminds me of if that's that plus First Cow okay work okay. like a, a, a Kelly Reichardt movie mm. were kind of put together I was hoping you were going to say that plus Chef starring John Favreau because <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a, a really entertaining movie more than it had any right to I've be. never seen oh. uh, yeah. Chef um, anyways it, it's kind of ridiculous it's over the top he's uh, not over the top though Nick Cage it, one of his most subdued Subdued, but such a weird actor, man. The guy puts out like five movies a year, and like one of them is or two of them is fantastic, and they needed some bullshit. And then he'll come back the next year, and like, yeah, he's such a weird, strange character. He, he's incredible. This may be his best performance since adaptation. Oh, wow. Um, I put this above Mandy. I think there's so many his performance depth, or the movie itself, depth, and, and I probably would put the movie oh, wow. itself. Um, wow, this is probably top 10 material for you then. It's got to be, it, yeah. like, I would be very, very surprised if it's not. Um, it, it then kind of goes into this existential sort of grief and all these unexpected areas um, that you would think a, a genre movie. And I can see that being the, the the breaking point for some people. For me, it was the reason why. You liked it? I really loved it. It was it was how I hadn't seen this kind of combination come together again. I, I'm going to give it 8.5. Wow. Oh, Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see it. I'm glad that like I know ahead of time that it's not action because I think if I went in expecting that movie and then was like, when's the action going to come? It might have hurt my yeah. rating on the film. Sometimes you it's know, it's meditative in, in a similar way that First Cow was. That that's and and it's there's there's a couple things I don't really like about it. Even though I think the direction is is amazing. Uh, I think this guy Michael Sarkozy or something like that. It's his first movie. It's it's oh, unbelievably wow. assured. Hmm. Um, there's a couple things that are a little indie hmm. filmed that way that uh, that uh, that kind of I, you I, roll your eyes a bit or just like uh, this this could yeah. you know you you could tell the budgets a bit too Sundancey is what you're saying yeah a bit too <laughs> Sundancey but the actual like feeling behind it isn't Sundancey at all mm. this isn't like something that's like being overtly sentimental or yeah. or or, or melodramatic and uh, yeah like this year or, he did Pig. And he did Willy's Wonderland, which some people say is the worst horror film of the year. So, he's, hey, yeah. yeah. He's, he is so uh, versatile. Yeah. He might be my favorite actor, or he might be my least favorite actor. I <laughs> he's don't a know. guy that, like... He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's probably, awesome. Everyone probably has a handful yeah. of his films in your catalog. Yeah. Like, he's kind of done it all. He's done, like, you know, the Raising Arizona's the adaptations. Mm -hmm. Then he's done, like, the Con Airs and the Face Offs. Mm -hmm. Then he does these weird, like, Mandy's and Pigs and Color of Space. Like, he, he's kind of done it all. He really has. Um, uh Okay, well, I have a bunch of Christmas horror to talk about. Um, I'll start off with Home Sweet Home Alone from 2021. <laughs> now, this is horror in a different way. This is the Disney 
remake oh, okay. or this is, is what I was talking about. That yeah, so this is our, sorry, it's not a remake, it's a sequel, I guess, of the earlier. This is films. just horrific. Yeah, this is this was so it starts a kid from Jojo Rabbit. I don't know his name, but he's kind of playing the new Macaulay Culkin, only he's just mm-hmm. not likable. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, the kid and his mother, um, he has to go pee. Uh, so they go to this open house, and and while they're there, they see these these dolls. Instantly, this is the class. He has to go pee. That's that's the, the <laughs> plot device to get this going. He sees these dolls, and he t- they tell the owners like, ah, oh, I think those are the mom sees the dolls, and I think those are worth a lot of money. I guess they're these dolls that the grandmother left them. Uh, this couple has to sell their home because uh, he's jobless now. His work is now outsourced, and they have to sell their home because they're they're broke. Um, but then they hear they do some research and like, oh shit, these dolls are selling on eBay for like hundreds of thousand dollars or whatever it is. We can save our home, and they go and look, and the dolls are gone, and they assume the little shit kid took them. So um, they go to his house and see that these people went on vacation, um, but of course he got left behind. I think something where the mom had to go on a plane earlier and whatever he got left behind. And they're she gonna, had to go pee, so she left him. They're going to break in, and it's uh, it's Ellie Kemper. Kemp, Kemper and Rob Delaney. I don't know who he is. Uh, there's actually a lot of cameos of like comedians that you guys would probably like, but they all suck, and the movie sucks. <laughs> um, I found makes me want to watch it. Now these <laughs> two, these two, these two adult fucking couple, these couple, these parents were unbearable. Everything about it, it's a rehash of the the other film, but done poorly. It has none of the harder emotion. Like Home Alone is one of those films. I remember like one of our buddies, Steve Gillen, was like, that's my f- top three favorite movies of all yeah. time. That was one of them. And I always like laughed like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? And then I watched it like a couple years ago. As an, and I'm like, this is a fucking amazing movie. Mm. I get why it could be so on top. And I've watched it a couple of times since they're like, I think as a Christmas movie, it's a masterpiece. And uh, and this just tries to do it, but poorly. And it's missing like all that heart and mm. everything that's in there. It tries to like reuse the iconic score pieces that, again, just don't fit in this shitty movie with these shitty people. Um, and again, they're trying to like put a different take where the, the criminals maybe aren't so bad. They're just trying to save their family home. And yeah, who gives a fuck? This movie sucked. I will say my kids were kind of bored, but they did really enjoy the violence. I don't know if that says something <laughs> like, like the youngest four-year-old was just fucking laughing his head off when people were getting beat the shit up with, you know, all the various uh, um, traps he has set. I hated this movie. Worst movie of the year. Uh, I don't even know. Two out of ten. One of the Ooh, lowest wow. ratings I've ever given on the show. Whoa, whoa, it was whoa. just there was nothing like redeeming about it. I didn't laugh once. I was bored. I hated it. And uh um, let's move on to one more because I got a lot to cover and then I'll let you guys jump in here and there. Uh, Red Christmas 2016. Uh, this opens up. You got people riding at an abortion clinic. Uh, the hospital is bombed. And during all the craziness, the doctor happens to find like an aborted fetus is still alive and he takes it home and raises it. Uh, he dies years later. Yeah. He dies at Christmas, Christmas holiday cheer. He dies years later. Um, the fetus has grown into like this kind of deformed adult. And he uh, goes, unlike his father, he doesn't believe in revenge. He believes in forgiveness. He goes looking for his mother, who is Dee Wallace. Um, along the way, he kills some guy. Um, anyways, he gets to the house. They're having celebrating their family Christmas. Uh, and she invites him in because she is a kind person. And like, you know, come in, uh, you know, get warm. Do you need us to call you? Anyone? And while he's there, he says, well, actually, I came here for a reason to tell you a story. And he starts going into the story to explain that she's a mom, but before he gets to her and he brings up the abortion clinic and she assumes that he's just some religious fanatic coming to give her shit for getting an abortion. Get abortion years later and kicks him out and now he's pissed 
and wants revenge, and he goes and starts killing off the family. It's this weird what full moon fever. Yeah, is no, this? it's not. It, it's a, it is like an indie movie. It's yeah. this weird, like just like I don't know. Like it's like I don't know if it's supposed to be pro, like it's supposed to be anti-abortion and pro-religion and all this shit. Like I don't know if the director's trying to say. It's like whatever he's trying to say. It's kind of messy and gross, and it's just like. It's this very dark film, and by the end, you just need to take a bath. But then, like, it's mixed in with 80s slasher kills that were kind of fun. Like, it's like, I didn't know what it was trying to do with its tone. Like, yeah. on one hand, the slasher elements were kind of fun, and there were some interesting ideas in there. But then, like, I don't know. I don't want to watch that as a Christmas horror. <laughs> so, five, five out of ten. It was okay. Again, some of the kills were gory and stuff. but um, And it was kind of well shot, I guess, for, like, I, I think this was done on, like, a zero budget I think he put out a movie that is all about the making of the film that is supposed to be pretty good to, to watch, like a documentary huh. on, I guess, how an indie movie is made or something. <laughs> that actually something. might be interesting. Um, but yeah, I can't really recommend that one. Um, I watched uh, Sint or Saint or Saint Nick, whichever one you go want to go by, a Dutch film from 2010 directed oh, yeah. by Dick Moss. Uh, this is one I didn't really enjoy the first time around. I don't know why, if it was my expectations, but even if it was expectations, I don't know what I was expecting because I think this movie is actually a whole lot of fun. Uh, really cool opening in 1492. You have uh, the former Bishop St. Nicholas and his Black Peter gang are uh, going um, and abducting kids, um, going down the chimneys and abducting kids. at. at uh, sorry, that's not Christmas. It's on December 5th where yeah. this happens, which... Actually, Orthodox Christmas. I actually made sure to watch this on December 5th because I'm a weird, I'm a nerd like that. But anyways, the, the townspeople have enough and they go and they burn down his ship and all the, him and all his gang are burnt alive. And then we cut to 1968. It's a full moon, December 5th, and St. Nick and his Black Pete's have come back for revenge and they kill, they, this kid watches his family be murdered. Oh, right, right, and right. then we cut to another now yeah. present time. I like that they're using Black Pete's, which oh, so, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, let me talk about like blackface in this movie. So let me like. talk about that. So Black Pete, I had to look it up because yes, there is a scene where they're, they, him and his buddies are dressed as Black Pete, and it's not like... I had never heard of this until uh, my wife, Tammy, I guess her grandparents all, had all this Black Pete stuff yeah, around. Yeah, crazy, right? When, when she was growing up. Well, and a Dutch it, store that was a... They still sell the... Uh, they, that used to be at the I, I plaza up on the mountain. They calling him like Sooty Pete in the yeah, last couple well, of years. So what happened? Yeah, so it, I guess it is. It's it's, just, it's celebrated like for various uh, mm. European countries. But I, I think it started... Like I looked at history and I guess it was originally like these black ravens would go at, atop mm. the chimney and they would listen to kids if they're good or bad and whatever. And then it became like... Then the ravens became... Um, yeah, Black Pete, who was like a slave, and it's like so it did because slaves, everyone had a slave then, so yeah. that was his helper. But then, it, then that was not right. So then they changed over the years to well, he saved Black Pete. Black Pete was a slave, and he saved him, yeah. and that's why he helps him. But yeah, the whole story is on on December fifth. It's like the beginning of Christmas, um, and you, he goes down, drops candy in the kids' shoes, or if you're bad, they take you away uh, for a month of uh, of. Um, Hard labor. Hard labor. Um, <laughs> which, is, uh, which, again, was a comment on slavery, yeah. probably. And also they say pedophilia because that oh. shit was happening in the churches. Yeah. So all this whole kind of... Yeah. Um, for like a fun family of a Christmas movie. Traditions, pretty, yeah. Uh, we're, kind of, we're kind of based on poor things. But the good news is in the past 10 years... Like you said, it has changed. Now they call him Sooty Pete, and they don't dress like they would actually go out, put blackface on, Afro wigs, red lipstick, and earrings. That was what you dressed up yeah. as. So now they call it Sooty Pete, and you don't do that. You just put a bit of like soot on your yeah. face. But again, even that now is kind of dying out. Um, but that's the thing. It, 
there's still also like factions though. It's divided up. The communities are divided because half the people are still like, fuck that, we're still yeah. suffering. And there's like riots and protests and they're always going to war every year over this shit because <laughs> people Christ. don't want to give up the Black Pete thing. Why? Like, um, why is he so, yeah. like, why so Who, beloved? Yeah, like, why does this matter? It makes no sense. Well, I think right? I, I get like, so I'm not saying I get the Black, but I'm saying yeah. like these people have, this has been their, their, their Santa Claus, their elves for yeah. 100 years. So it is hard to th- if throw someone that was away. like, hey, we can't have elves. Well, get rid of the elves. Like, all right, I get it. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> get rid of the fucking elves. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it, it, why why, why yeah. make that a point in your mm. life to yeah. stick to? Like, God Wait damn it. Second. We can't have elves anymore. Like, say there was something where we couldn't have yeah. elves anymore. I don't know, man. That would be hard to give off elves. <laughs> like, <laughs> My but, house is covered but, in elves. But then you would start chanting the no, streets. No, but I, I'm a elves, lazy person. Elves, I'm not going to chant anything, even yeah. anything yeah. I believe yeah, in. True. But, like, I, I, I don't understand why. Like, yeah. this would be out of all the things you could yeah. care about yeah. in the whole fucking world. No, bring back the elves. Yeah, no. Fuck you. The elves are staying, and I'm. if yeah. you want to take away the here's, elves... Here's a Molotov cocktail, motherfucker. <laughs> well, again, I think it's the same shit that's going on in the States with yeah, some of their of course. crazy things. I know, the yeah. Anyways, enough about black people. That was kind of interesting <laughs> to see that. And this one, it's supposed to be two because they go down the chimney, right? Yeah. That's so they get covered. It's actually white guys um, that are his helpers. And then later on, because they got burnt in the fire... Then they're all like they're all burnt, so, so that's why they're the black foot. Anyways, <laughs> wait, did, was this all about the movie at all? Or so no? yeah, so every forty-two years yeah. during a full moon, that Nicholas and his Black Pete gang members come back and just go on a fucking killing spree, mm-hmm. and that's tear. his film. Film. You have the kind of the cliche slasher type characters. Um, you have the grown-up cop who has been preparing for this his whole life because he was the kid from 1968 mm-hmm. who watched his parents die, and everyone thinks he's crazy. And you have Saint Nicholas. Which is it's pretty he well looks shot. Great, man. Oh, there's some like, great stuff of him on monster. the robe with the cane yeah. on the horse walking down the streets. It looks cool. And the corpse burnt zombie like yeah. helpers. And then there's some great stuff where he's got that chase on the rooftops with the horse yeah. and the cops are chasing. Like it's a good looking film. The kills are actually really well done. There's some great kills, great beheadings. I had a blast with this. Um yeah, it, it's just a super fun kind of mm-hmm. slasher type uh, Christmas movie. Um, again, if you can look past the the Black Pete, which thankfully is only like a small part in the movie. Um, there is, there's some CGI too that isn't great. Again, it's, yeah, it's a, this was what, like 20, uh, 2010. Yeah. And again, he, it's not a huge, Dick Moss doesn't get big budgets. Yeah. I think he gets big budgets for a Dutch film, but yeah, it's still but, like, you know, minuscule compared to our budget. So I'm going to give it seven and a half, uh, yeah. a 10. This went up a lot for me. Like my old rating of this was a lot 6. lower. 5? I think it was like, Do I gave it like two and a half or, or something. Slay. Oh, wow. Uh, I like both. They're both yeah. like. What, what, what would you pick over the other? Like Santa Slay is kind of probably more silly and fun. Yeah. This is um, more like horror. Yeah, this one's more of like eighty slasher horror. Yeah. But um, yeah, and uh, I'll do one more, and then you can jump in. Uh, this one, another one, will be quick. So Snow Beast. You said night- that too ago. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got. I forgot. Hey, I didn't realize how many. I got, go. I got yeah. a lot to go. Snow Beast, nineteen seventy-seven. This is a made-for-television flick starring Bo. Uh, what is his name? Sevenson. Uh, Sevenson, he's like a, I don't know, he did a bunch of, um, Yvette, fuck, I can't, Robert (laughs) Logan, Clint Walker, a bunch of TV actors, uh, actors that were famous, uh, usually, you know, probably did a lot of, they did a lot of 50s films, 60s films, and now they're doing the TV films, uh, so this is your typical kind of Jaws, uh, there's a snow carnival, and a Yeti is killing people off, (laughs) um, I've, I've, I saw this film before, 
Um, it's enjoyable. I like these is, TV is films. Does Yeti look cool? It looks kind of cool. You yeah. only get glimpses of them. Does and, it look um, like Bumble from like Rudolph or no? Kind of, kind of, <laughs> but it, it's a little bit meaner. It's kind of got a likable cast. You have like this guy who's a former Olympic skier, gold medalist, but he never skied again because he was afraid he could never live up to the hype. And so his wife is kind of like loves him, but you know can't really be with him. And then she comes back to here where it's her the old her old friend that she was in love with and. Anyways, there's like this love triangle. They're all kind of fun characters. There's a local sheriff. He's some actor too that I, I just saw in a, a movie during Shocktober a TV movie. movie. Um, I, I enjoy this. Uh, I'm going to give it six and a half out of 10. It's not perfect. It's a bit slow. I mean, you know, what yeah. can you do with it? Yet, let's be honest, there's not a lot of great Yeti films. This may be yeah. the best or one of the best. But uh, I still, yeah, that's pretty good too, but this is probably better. Yeah. Anyway, it's not really Christmassy, but it is definitely a snowy. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't so. count. <laughs> yeah, boo. Adam, what do you got? Uh, so uh, I've been watching the second season of Ted Lasso, uh, and there's is it good. Like I want to check the show out, but it's I, only I, on like Apple TV, isn't it? Like, it's only on Apple yeah. TV, and if you could figure out how to use my family account, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know computers. Man. I'm just gonna go over to your house <laughs> yeah, one day yeah, and yeah. set it up for you. My dad was able to figure this out. Yeah. This is embarrassing if you can't. Yeah, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ted Lasso uh, is just an an amazing show. Uh, it, it is one of those shows that is, it, it just makes you kind of feel, feel like good. Good. It, it's about goodness in being good and not interested. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess it fits the Christmas spirit. Yeah. And uh, so the, well, why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up is because I watched the Christmas episode, uh, Carol of the Bells. And this is kind of just like a standalone Christmas episode that they would have released in the middle of summer at, and they released them one a week, and it, it became this dividing factor among, uh, among oh, people hated it. Ted Lasso fans because they were like, "Why the fuck are you know this is the episode we're getting? It's a Christmas episode. Yeah. Like this is a, and there's no it's story." Nineteenth, <laughs> and I think this is the problem now when all these shows mm. are being dropped at once. There's no uh, I know season. people are like entitled and they yeah. can't handle fucking waiting a week. So now you have to wait a week and this is the episode you get and it's yeah. about Christmas and there's none of your normal serialized plot. Yeah. But all the stuff is good. It, it it like the the one woman that owns the team, she comes against Ted who's in England. It, it, the story of the, the the show is this football coach moves to England to coach a soccer team, their football team. He applied for the job not knowing? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the football at all, you well, idiot. It was kind of like a major league thing where the, yeah. the woman that owned the team at that point wanted to tank. So she hires him as a stunt, thinking uh, this guy doesn't even know this did. sport. We're going to lose. Yeah. But he's such this amazing character. That he makes a team root for him. And, and then she comes. Anyways, it won't give yeah. too much weight. The first season is impeccable. Um uh, one of my favorite shows of that year, and and the second season been good, but this episode was so divisive because it doesn't have any of these serialized things, and now everybody's on board. But I'm watching it just now. I'm just watching it and binging it yeah. whenever I can. Uh, and it's a fucking and it's December. That's what you do. Yeah. What I do, you just wait till they're all out, and then yeah. you can just watch it at your own pace. Or or if it's Succession, you just watch it, and then you fucking go. Ah! I can't wait. <laughs> um, uh, which I'm I'm doing, but I won't talk about Succession this week. You're doing the Macaulay Culkin uh, hands to your cheeks. Ah. Yeah, I'm doing the Kieran Culkin. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought, no, it's Kieran. It's not Macaulay, is it? It's yeah. Kieran in that one. Uh, anyways, uh, great. Uh, you know, it's a really solid Christmas episode. It, it it you know you have all the the team that comes around this one party, another one where they're trying to find a dentist because this little girl's mouse stinks. It like just kind of bizarre Did weird they, shit. Was a dentist an elf? There was not a, a dentist uh, as an elf. Um, 
but it's in this quaint kind of town in England. I'm I'm gonna give it. Um, it's probably a seven point five. It's not the best episode of Ted Lasso, but I remember thinking like, this is the thing that caused the internet to stop in the summertime. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with people? I didn't people even hear about that, but I guess I'm on the wrong. The wrong yeah. internet? <laughs> yeah, the wrong, wrong groups. Um, it was just like all like Twitter and... and it was a blaze yeah, with that. Well, Christmas in July, this is unheard of. Uh, and it was like, this is just too kind. They're too yeah. kind in this yeah. and there's no story. Boo. Where's the tension? Yeah. Where's this season going? It sucks. Christmas sucks. <laughs> I watched Surf Nazis Must Die. <laughs> have you guys seen this? No. It is I have not. Crazy. I'm pretty sure uh, Point Break was big. So like, hey, I know. Let's get a bunch of uh, surfers. You know, it's just big Nazis. Let's do it. So there's a fraction of these uh, gangs on this beach who are trying to take over this um, Beach strip. Who? Uh, all the drugs go through this beach strip. It's a dystopian future. It's a trauma film that gives anything away. Okay. It's terrible. <laughs> I thought it'd be like a bunch of like people like fighting on surfboards and like they have like the Nazis, they have the ninjas, they have. Are you the tell surf. me it's not it because I picked this up too. Yeah. <laughs> and what's weird about this is like okay, it's a bunch of almost like um the warriors on a beach on surfboards, but there is like a, a black exploitation mama who comes after these guys for killing her son so it's such a weird hodgepodge of characters and like and why the warriors works is because they're going through the city neighborhoods yeah Yeah. it has some of that but like none of the actual acting or like uh chops i'm giving a 5.5 what the (laughs) fuck made you watch surf nazis must die in the middle of december well it was like i haven't i haven't seen this let's check it out i also uh because i'm like hey surf's up dude i watched point break this movie is fucking amazing. That's uh, you, top. You forget how good for it is. You think like, okay, Keanu Reeves, uh, Patrick Swayze. So I, I will make. I've never seen. Point oh, Break. dude, what? We are somehow fl- yeah. doing an episode to put this. Do in. yourself that, a favor and that's watch like it. Top it's, action. Yeah, that movie's fucking. So this incredible. is what. This is the. I have a, a little aside with Point Break. Is, so I put this on lists. I, I believe on all the streaming services. I'm like, oh. Point Break. Finally, I'll watch this. I'm gonna go watch this in 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 like yeah. the weekend or next month. Or but I will watch this soon. Gone. It's gone. Uh, and, then, getting... and, then, and then I go to another one. Gone. Oh, and Fuck, I wish that that would have been a it's happened, Christmas. Gift. Happened three times uh, to me. Uh, oh, and and I've heard great things uh, for forever. Mm. The same thing happened to fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. The day after American Thanksgiving, I'm that night. I'm gonna watch fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. You have seen Trains, Planes, Yeah, a million times. Okay, okay, okay. So streaming services are a mess like that. Yeah. Like Netflix was getting like all the Halloween films or something in November. Yeah. And then they're getting Christmas movies in like August, September, and then they would be gone by November. It's like they have- It's fucked. Yeah. Why? And, and it must be because they get those cheap and then the other yeah. studios have to pay more yeah. money to have them at Christmas time or something. But yeah. It's so like why n- one more day? Give me planes, trains, and automobiles yeah. for one god oh, more day. It's an amazing movie, and I I was like I've never watched this on American Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I've got, got, of course not. You're usually working on American Thanksgiving, so I couldn't yeah. watch it on the. Th- anyways, fuck. That's anyways. Nice. Point Break. Yeah, fucking awesome, man. Johnny Utah taking out this uh, <laughs> bank robbing team, and you forget how good Gary Busey used to be. Yeah, like he's insanely yeah. Before he and Becky still marbles. quote. That movie all the time yeah. where he gets the the, the meatball sub. Yeah. Utah, give me two. <laughs> and he's like, Utah, two, two. 
which makes no sense to Adam, but when you see the movie, that's awesome. Everyone remembers the guy's that name scene. is Johnny Utah. But yeah, like, that's what an all-American. It's Catherine name. Bigelow, and to yeah. me, that's her best film. Like the way she directs the skydiving and the oh, surfing. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, I'm, I think there's probably better stuff on documentaries, but not including docs. That's the best. Yeah. Footage I've seen of all that stuff. Yeah, you film. might be right. It's, it's, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. I'm giving eight point five. And Patrick man, Swayze, yeah. man, is the fucking coolest dude in that movie. Keanu Reeves. How cool is this dude, by the way? Like he yeah. has such a sprawling career, which is yeah. weird, man. He's another one of those That's guys where he was movie. kind of like yeah. a joke. Yeah. And now is something Well, I think that it it works in that more. movie because he can play like cause he always had that whoa. Yeah. Even in interviews, and it fits that persona because this one he has to go undercover as, as a surfer. A surfer, and he's a cop, so it works for it. So he, he can get away with He gets it, tough yeah. a bit. He gets uh, yeah. he gets tough. He gets the he's got one of the, show chi- the red hot chili pepper members in there. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to rectify this over the I, I have it. I'll, I can mm-hmm. lend it to you sometime. You need to see it. Um or just you I, it was like ten bucks on Blu-ray. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's Fox cheap. now, so it's going out of print because Fox is now owned by Disney. So any Fox movies, start picking those up as you see them because I think they're going to get harder and harder to find. Mm-hmm. I wonder the, uh, the, all the Fox streaming. classics too. All, like, all the stuff. Yeah. Like, Because they're, they're not, they're not, Disney's never, hasn't been about physical media for a long time. They've slowly, like, look at, if you want any of their stuff that isn't a big, like, Marvel's Avenger or animated movie, you got to go to their cl- Disney club to get it, right? So they've slowly been, like, weeding it out and pushing their, their streaming thing. Um, I watched uh, a couple of these. I'll be quick with them. So have you guys heard of the BBC... Um, ghost stories at Christmas that they do? No. I guess in England, somehow a ghost story became a thing at Christmas time. It's like an English tradition. So BBC and around the late 60s did like, they started out with this movie, uh, Whistle and I'll Come to You. This isn't officially part of the series, but it was kind of like the beginning and then like everyone loved this. So then they started doing every year, they did it for like 10 years from the, yeah, the 1969 or 70 to like 78. Then they took a break and then they brought it back in the 2010s. And I think they do it now. Not annually, though. They'll do it like they'll do it. Then they might not have one for two years or three years. And like the episodes can be an hour and a half. They can be 50 minutes, 40 minutes. They can be 20 minutes. So it's just these movies they put out every year. So Are they I started, Christmas themed? That's the thing. No, they're not. And I was kind of disappointed about that. But I, I think, I don't know. that. Yeah, you don't have to watch them at Christmas. Yeah. Maybe they would work better to October. But it's something, um, the first one especially, I think, would be Adam's thing, because this one is pretty highly rated. Uh, it's called, yeah, Whistle, I'll Come to You, 1968. Oh, I've heard of this. It's pretty much this, it's like 40, 50 minutes long, but there's like barely any dialogue It's an old or man, right, or something? Or He's just this guy, and he kind of talks yeah. himself, mumbles himself. He talks once in a while to someone, uh, you know, also staying in the hotel as he's eating. It's just a lot of like ASMR, like this guy <laughs> eating, this guy walking around the stores, this guy doing stuff in his hotel. And yeah, he's as he's walking around through the cemetery, he finds the cemetery that's kind of hanging over the edge. And there's uh, this bone kind of whistle flute thing hanging out of it. And he picks it up, takes it home, cleans it, plays it. And then he's kind of haunted by this cheat like ghost. Um, I wasn't as enamored by it as everyone else. Um but it was still enjoyable. Like I kind of enjoyed all that where it's like nothing is happening and you're just watching this guy do his normal thing. I thought my biggest problem with it is like, again, that's fine, but I wanted like, I love that buildup, but then when you don't really get too much of an ending and maybe as a budget thing, like there's not really much to it. It's kind of creepy, but I don't know. But I, I think it would be your thing. Um, but I'm going to give that one. You like boring, long-winded things. No, but it's kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of has those So is this, like a t- is this a TV movie? It's a TV movie. Again, it's 50 minutes long. Yeah. So the, the thing is, too, they've been impossible to find North America. That's why I never watched them. Like, they're not on DVD or anything. You can only get them on region-locked uh, discs. 
Um, they've put them out in uh, England and stuff. So I, I, I found them on YouTube, and they're decent oh, cool. quality on YouTube. They're oh, okay. like at least DVD quality or something. I think it says HD. I don't think it's HD. It's DVD. But yeah, they're they're all on there. So I started watching the first things. Anyways, I would give that one, I don't know, maybe six out of ten. But uh, yeah, it, I know like a lot of people thought it was much better. Uh, the next one, which is the actual first official one, The Stall- Stalls of Barchester, 1971. This is this, um, uh, yeah, I think he's like a librarian or something, and he's taking over. Uh, he's cataloging this library, and they come across this chest that, you know, the, this priest left and said never open, and they open up, and it's his papers going through kind of his or, this origin story of him taking over the church um, uh, and then um, in, in being haunted. Um, it was okay, too. Uh, the next one was uh, Warning to the Curious from 1972. Uh, What's a 71 get? Sorry? Um, did I skip some? Yeah, the bales. Oh, of, sorry. Uh, 71 was the stalls of Barchester. So there was nothing. What's your score? Oh, um, I don't know. Probably six out of 10 as well. Maybe uh, five and a half, a little bit. Yeah, maybe five, five and a half, a little bit less. These aren't batting too high, are they? No. <laughs> There, that's the thing. Like, I, I some people are really like these things are amazing. So I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood. Um, the, this one I liked a little bit more though. This is called the Warning to the Curious. This is this um, uh, guy comes looking for this. There's these three crowns, and two of them have been destroyed. However, there's one that's still buried somewhere. No one's ever found it. And he starts looking for the clues. I guess it opens up. You see someone was digging, almost found it, and someone murders them. Someone was watching over the area, murdering anyone that goes near it. Um, anyways, he, yeah, he finds it and then this curse kind of ghost follows him around. I thought that one was more interesting. I'd maybe give that one six, six and a half. Um, and yeah, I just did the three. I, I downloaded the rest to, to yeah. try to watch, but I haven't got through them. I, I still want to kind of get through them all. I think, again, th- I'm not giving them super high ratings, but I think they're worth a watch. Like, there's something about them that makes you want to watch them and finish them. But there's, again, yeah. there, there are a lot of like still build up and it's like, that's great. I just wish there was like a better payoff. Yeah. Um, and I got one last movie to talk about. You got two? Oh, why don't you jump in then? Uh, so I watched from 1964, uh, Jean-Luc Godard's Band of Outsiders or Band Apart. Uh, I did the big kind of deep dive into a lot of uh, Godard last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and uh, Perot Le Fou ended up being my number one discovery of the year when we did our, our list. Yeah. Uh, everything I had saw last year was phenomenal and fantastic this is really high high rated one also it's the one that's playing off kind of noir gangster tropes so i was thinking okay after we've watched all these noirs i'll I'll see how godard deconstructs them it was like it was good you you've got these two kind of bumbling guys who are, are are trying to plan this big robbery and you've got Anna Karenina, who's always a welcome pres- presence. They're having to partner with her because she's got access. Just some of the actual execution of the story, I thought, was maybe a little bit more straightforward than he normally doing and, and wasn't as successful, even though you have all these amazing... Uh, there's incredible scenes throughout of how, how mm. he's playing with film and film, uh, you know, how film can work. Uh, you know, most of it is played straight and then all of a sudden one of the characters just looks straight in the characters and like kind of asks you like, where are we? Or kind of like, 
Um, and he's always playing with that. But out of all the Godard movies I've seen, this might be my least favorite. And I know this is oh, like no. hugely, hugely influential. I know it's a big Tarantino influence and a, a bunch of other mm-hmm. um, major filmmakers. I sometimes w- wonder if this and the 400 Blows, I had a similar sort of experience where I was like, I, yeah, I really like I was immersed, but it didn't have the same feeling. Didn't capture you. Yeah. So mm. I'm going to give this one 7.5, which is still really still great. still high. Yeah, yeah. still but, but as far as like the guitar, you're not really a yeah like a guy that I'm starting to consider yeah. like I'd, I'd seen a bunch of his movies yeah. uh, in my 20s, but I, I I hadn't gone back to him in a while, mm-hmm. and he, you know this is a guy that's probably in my discussion of top 10 f- directors of all time. So oh. um, this the, little, yeah. minor disappointment just because maybe I also like got my expectations yeah. crazy high because I know it's considered one of his best I bet films. you went back to it and be like, oh, yeah, it's actually worth it. Maybe. Film, what, may, what maybe I'm thinking? in the right headspace. Yeah. And So I watched a Christmas movie uh, to appease Kyle, hmm. L.A. Confidential. <laughs> so it's one of them things like, oh, Christmas movie, why not? It yeah. only, like, two minutes of it is Christmas. <laughs> like the the, uh, the uh, opening thing takes place at a Christmas party. I'm like, all right, cool. And then it just right. kind of goes on to the, uh, the story of, like, three cops trying to solve this one uh, crime at this uh, diner bunch of people get shot and they blame it on people and they have to figure out were these the people actually did it and all that fun stuff it's so it is it just the one scene that's christmas it's only the one scene at the beginning uh, yeah because i was talking we were kind of arguing yeah. with me and my buddy at work and i thought there's more christmas yeah scene. like the opening takes place at a christmas party they uh run into a uh, passenger yeah. at the liquor store and then they go to a party where they uh Get liquored up and uh, go rough up and some she, people. It was Veronica Lake that she's like. You got yeah, it. She's trying yeah. to be Veronica Lake. That fucking castle, man. Like it is stacked. Kevin Spacey, and they are Crow, all Guy like Pierce. running at like a hundred percent octane. This movie is amazing. Yeah, you probably have all these yeah. people at, at kind of their their height of their powers. Yeah. Guy Pierce is like got to be the most underrated. underrated. Actor yeah. out there. I've always loved that guy, and it's like I know he tried to do like Time Machine, tried to break it in the big, and it didn't work out. And I think he mm-hmm. didn't enjoy that experience. And I think he's, he's a little too idiosyncratic, to be honest, to yeah. to be like a big yeah. lead, leading guy. I, I I understand why that has never worked for him, because um, even in this movie, he's not like a no. He, again, they have uh, uh, Russell Crowe doing like the uh, heavy hitting, and uh, yeah, Kevin yeah. Spacey doing that like dick swing, and he was just kind of like the uh, straight man who's yeah. like. Always wearing glasses and shit. But he's incredible in The Proposition, Memento. uh, Ravenous, I think was him. Yeah, that's one I I want. Iron Man 3, The Time Machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kevin Space in the 90s too, man. He was so fucking good. Like That was when he was like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Usual Suspects. Even uh, Danny DeVito was in this as like a private, uh, not a private eye, but like a, uh, what's that called, a... Smut shooter. Wasn't this kind of like, like his resurgence? The paparazzi. Like, oh, what a scoop. Yeah. yeah. Kind of his and uh, Basinger's yeah. uh, resurgence, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Like, I think this is kind of like. I think this was like the beginning and end of Kim Basinger's. Yeah. Oh, really? I think she, she might have. Yeah, because she got like an Oscar nomination for this, I think. But yeah, but like, what, what did she do after yeah. this? Eight Mile? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and Danny DeVito never really went away, right? He's always been. Well, he kind of. Yeah. I thought he disappeared for a bit there, but I don't know. This is still probably like only a few years from when he's in like a million. Yeah, movies. I guess Matilda's around this time of year, right? Yeah, like, when he's directing more. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I love this movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I, I wanted to maybe uh, watch it for a noir. Yeah, that's why I figured I started watching it for a noir and I didn't get a chance. What to did you uh, it. give it? Sorry? I'm giving it eight point five. Yeah, it's fucking that's great. awesome, man. It's great. But even the story is kind of cool. Curtis like, Hansen. Is the director? Is that, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, Wonder Boys and oh, okay, Eight Eight Mile. I was oh, reading, you sent an interesting weird. article on Neo Noir, I think, 
and I think it was Curtis Hanson, weren't they talking about that? Like he had this big hit and he had this kind of sequel kind of spinoff thing and he couldn't even get like, like neo-noir is so dead that like no one wanted to finance it or something. Oh yeah. I think, I think, yeah. Like, noir and neo-noir is like, it's not a, no one wants to put money towards that right now. And he had this like amazing kind of this might have been kind of the end of that like yeah. the most prestigious mm-hmm. of the pictures with the biggest actors yeah. and the big yeah. a big budget and looks great and yeah. um yeah I I, I I i it's been a while since i've watched that one yeah check it out it's fucking awesome uh i got to one more here i'll talk about another christmas one uh this is directed by curtis harrington stars shelly winters mark lester ralph richardson uh it's pretty much hansel and gretel at christmas in a modern hansel and gretel uh, Shelly Winters plays his mother who lost her daughter in a freak accident. So what, and, is, what is this called? Uh, sorry, whoever slew Auntie Rue from 1972. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she lost her daughter in a freak accident, and she keeps her daughter's like corpse in the bedroom. All the townspeople like thought the kid just mysteriously disappeared, but they don't know that you know something happened. Shelly Winters is keeping the fucking body. Anyway, she and she runs. She has these like seances coming and. Uh, to contact her daughter, and they're secretly like ripping her off. Not really important to the story, but kind of a cool moment, uh, pretending to have her daughter talk to her. Anyways, it's Christmas time. Uh, there's these two kids that are uh, kind of um, not really troublemakers, but they're kind of the outcasts at this uh, orphanage. And uh, I guess every year they pick 10 people to go to Shelly Winter. She runs this Christmas thing with this big like food gathering and everything and presents and everything. And they pick like the 10 best kids at the orphanage. The other kids get to stay home and eat some food and stay up an hour later, some bullshit. But these kids weren't picked, but they sneak in. Um, But Shelly Winters is like, ah, come in. And anyway, somehow the seance too um, gets her believing that maybe this girl is her daughter's in this girl or whatever. And uh, so she's going to capture, she kidnaps these two kids. And it's kind of like this cancel girl. The one, the, the boy thinks that she's a witch and she's trying to cook them. She's preparing this big dinner. Um, the cool scene where I guess like her, her husband who passed away was a magician and they go in this room and there's all this crazy stuff and there's like a guillotine and stuff. Oh, awesome. And there's a scene with that. And then like the one guy there puts on this creepy mask and chase them. I don't know. I, I, uh, I kind of had fun with this one. Um, this is one I, I literally rushed to finish before we got here because I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was kind of interesting. I guess this is when they were doing, like, Shelley Winters was doing all these type of films. I think there's a couple more that I picked up that are like this, that mm. same kind of thing. But I, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. I thought okay. it was... Uh, and again, it's, it's, again, another kind of alternate, when, you know, Christmas What one. a fun movie to say, too. Yeah, whoever slew Auntie Rue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend it. Shelley Winters yeah. is a fun one to watch. Yeah, got a, yeah, I like Shelley Winters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got one more to talk about? Yeah, I, I got a, a, a series uh, to talk about. So we watched uh, The Great Season 2. This is the uh, uh, Tony McNamara who wrote the favorite. Um, Al Fanning stars as Catherine the Great, uh, and Nicholas Holt is Peter, and, and this is when she goes from Germany, I think, to Russia, and it's about how she becomes kind of the ruler of, of Russia. The first season uh, was fantastic. Have you, either of you guys heard about no, this? No, I haven't even heard no. about this. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, like the co- it's, it's really funny. Like The comedy is there, but it also is able to change on a dime uh, the tone and not feel odd. The guy like almost like a hey we're having a great time. Then she has like a, such a, a stark demeanor. Like like, uh, like they'll be talking about yeah. you know they're just like 
Peter is awful and he's just like killing people for no reason and then talking about the serfs and how, you know, yeah. You know, well, they're they're here to die for us or whatever. And 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 the next scene they're just like partying and having a good time. The next scene after that they're philosophizing about how Russia is going to be oh, uh, there's all these sexual politics and mm-hmm. and and it's very interwoven and complex uh, of a, of a show. Al Fanning is ridiculous. Nicholas Holt is crazy good who you guys probably remember from mad max he's the kind of uh guy yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 the beast. Half, half-life I, I know the beast from x-men films isn't uh, it? right yeah, yeah. beast in x-men films he's uh, the boy in about a boy oh. um that was about a boy i thought about a boy was about a yeah i know <laughs> crazy um that's the best pizza ever in town <laughs> Uh, second season is is riveting and 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 hilarious. Is it HBO Max or what it is uh, a Hulu show that's on Prime? Okay. Oh, awesome. Um, so, uh, huzzah! I'm gonna give it eight. Oh, Come all right, on. all right. If you were watching the show, you would understand why I said huzzah. <laughs> I just figured you were a nerd. <laughs> um, is that it then? Or yeah, well, okay, well, let's yeah, yeah, let's get this Christmas party started. Here is a trailer. For Deadly Games, Dial Code, Santa Claus, 1989, a long-ass title there. Here is the trailer. Well, here's the shorter shorter title, <laughs> if I can get it going. Oh, I want to start kissing up the, your The arm. Russian title is so much, it just falls <laughs> it off does, the... actually. <laughs> de Rosa. God de Rosa. He's nine years old. His name is Thomas. He's a little genius. Believes in Father Christmas. His two favorite pastimes computers and superheroes. December 24th, midnight. Hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. his match wanted mr xmas on christmas eve a resource resourceful young boy has to defend himself and his grandfather from a killer dressed as santa claus yes folks we're talking about deadly games dial code santa claus from 1989 uh this is a crazy little (laughs) a crazy little french film uh directed by renee manzor and written by uh, renee as well um, the cast, I, I don't know, if, I guess we can name them yeah. off, but they didn't really do too much. You got Alan Lalane. Um, he plays, uh, Thomas, the, Thomas? the, the, Thomas? yeah, Thomas. It's his son. The boy. The director's son is, oh, is, it? is the, uh, oh. is the, is the kid. Yeah. 
He has a different last different name. Different last cool. name. It was just done for oh, for the reason. So yeah. he he's none of them like that I saw went out like they all did tons of French movies, but nothing yeah. I really recognized. But this this kid, I guess, grew up and he's a VFX guy now. Like he worked on the Dark Knight. Oh, awesome. Black Widow, Edge of Tomorrow, Suicide Squad. So he's like he does like I think he's like now a VFX supervisor or something. Yeah, and the mom, uh, Bridget Fossey, is, and I've never seen this, uh, Forbidden Games. She was a child actor, and, and that's okay. supposed to be like a really uh. classic um, French movie from the 50s, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So th- that, that was one of the reasons why he thought it was kind of like a, he, they, that would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows uh, the, uh, the I, I yeah, 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 I mean, we, we can get it. I actually really liked her character in this. I thought yeah. she was kind of a yeah. cool mom. Like, she wasn't like the ditzy mom. She was like kind of strong-willed and she was like yeah. the boss of this fucking company. But she was still but like she wasn't, loving, Yeah, right? she wasn't like, she a dickish boss. Yeah, and, yeah like, she, I, I, she, I al- she almost seems like she she takes over when she needs to take over, yeah. but she was still a mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, usually films, they would always have like someone, if they're running a thing, they're like, that's their whole life. They're the, yeah. you know, the business their whole she, life. You can't they, have it all. No. You can't be a mom and a boss at the same time. Uh, and then you got Louis de, de Croix, de Croix? The, as Pappy. Uh, as Pappy, the, the grandfather. The and I, I really think he had done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, as they, well all had, they all had the some 80s. credits, but nothing I really saw. Like they're recognized. all friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, the the relationship between the boy and the grandfather is kind of the heart of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, the kid kind of takes care of the grandfather to make sure he gets his shots, not kind of I kinda, stuff. And I, 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 I kind of. Kind of like the uh, the effect. Uh, anyways, we'll t- maybe we'll talk about this one yeah. when we get to yeah. the pl- actual plot. But there's a the, the way they show the relationship is, is done in a mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah. way. And then the only uh, there's uh, there's Francois Eric Jean. <laughs> He's a French guy. He's playing Roland. He's the uh, the mother's kind of. Uh, I, I get the impression he likes her, but there's not yeah, an the boy toy into it, right? relationship. Uh, and yeah. he again, a, kind of a decent guy. Like you yeah. think they might make him like, oh, he's going to be the dickish guy that hates the kid. No. Um, and then you have, of course, Patrick uh, Floresheim, who plays La Père Noël, uh, the the killer Santa Claus. Um, and I guess he was a voice actor. Oh yeah. So he did the dubbing for like all the. Major mate like Bruce Willis or oh, whatever. Awesome. So so oh, he you watch like French, Die Hard. French he is dumb? like the guy who yeah, is the French uh, version or or something like that. So mm-hmm. the director was doing his other movie, um, and and this is what I found was really weird. So the movie opens and it's dedicated to Alan Delon, who's like a famous French actor. And I'm like, is Alan Delon in the movie or did he die? No, Alan yeah. Delon's still alive. Like, what the fuck's going on? So I guess he just. Uh, did he got his first break directing an Alan Delon movie, hmm. and he just felt so uh, attached, to, attached him? to him that he dedicated this oh, whole movie awesome. to him. Um, but when they were dubbing it for the U.S. market or or something that other movie, this guy was in doing some of the dubbing for the the French audiences for something else in the studio, and he he was he just loved his presence. He'd heard his voice like everyone in France, yeah. I guess, he knew his knew voice. This guy. And he's like, oh, my God, this has got to be the guy. And then you won't have his voice. You'll just have the – because I guess when he oh, would do the voice, yeah. he was always moving, but he didn't really act. Yeah. Yeah, he he was a really interesting and creepy presence. Like, he right from the opening was. where, like, all the kids are playing snowball fights and he comes and tries to join in and they're like, yeah, no, and they all take <laughs> off. And you see the sadness on his face, which is kind of like – but there's something kind of disturbing about it. Yeah, like, his eyes, like, they almost have, like, like a childlike innocence and then they just turn yeah. into, like, these, like, glass, like, slints. Yeah, it's, 
Oh, and the real star of the film is uh, the Bonnie dog? Tyler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who does the Merry Merry Christmas, yeah. which is this really catchy kind of emotional. It is fucking amazing. It's right? a good kind of like yeah. Christmas song. Did you guys like, watch the video? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which and they play that several times throughout the film, but it, it works. Like there's a great scene, um, like in the mid or near the end. And the kid is like, it's near, he's struggling. He's went through a lot and they're playing this song and he's like crying for his mom yeah. on the roof. Like, and that comes on. I was like, ah, it kind of The music hurts, in general, dude. I yeah. thought was it's excellent cool in the movie. And again, this house has like a cool Ooh, yeah. part with this. Like, like this house is should, why should you we watch explain? this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So the, 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 the kid um, goes on this, like, it's kind of like this early internet, I guess. Sorry, this I felt is, like I was Kyle there. Like, <laughs> let's tell yeah. the people about No, we the, should though. We yeah. should. Yeah. Uh, for, for people that don't know, this kid goes on to this early internet thing it's a printed at this computer and he's trying to find out the answer if santa's real or something because his, his friend doesn't believe him mm-hmm. and uh this fucking criminal gets on there and pretends to be santa and tries to get his address it also happens he ends up becoming the santa at his his mom owns this uh department store yeah. and uh and like it seems like again he's really a christmas spirit guy he likes kids he's into it and and but then there's this creepy moment where he's like i don't know if it's like they hint at pedophilia or it's just like this kind of, he actually like just really likes kids, but this moment with this young girl and, and then she, uh, she realizes he's not the real Santa or something, right? She, she says, you're not, you're yeah. not Santa. Yeah. And then he slaps her. Like, yeah, that's that, the thing. Like you said, a slap, like, he has these moments where he's yeah. like the sweet, innocent guy. And then like the next second it just mm-hmm. turns and the mom catches him, fires him, but he sneaks on to the, uh, the truck going to her house with the toys for the kid. And, uh, and I don't know if he necessarily wants revenge. Do you, do you think he's going there because of the mom? He's angered the mom? I, or is he going there because the, the conversation with the kid? I, we'll talk like, about this in spoilers. I don't know anything about this uh, villain. Is he a villain? Or is he just like crazy misunderstood? Like, it's so fucked up. Even at the end where he's like, now, now you hide. I'll hide. It's yeah. I was just like, you want to, I don't know if I want to like root for him it, or like give it, him like a place to stay. Like. It's, it, it's it not very clear. Way. Like he's like, kind of maybe he's got like the chi- a child's yeah, me- that, that, mentality. He felt like he was like, like but a three-year-old. But he goes too far or like, something. You know how like three-year-olds have like, like that temper. I felt this guy was just like an adult three-year-old. It's so weird to me. Um, and yeah, and the kid knows that Santa's coming, so he's got mm-hmm. all these traps set up, hoping he can prove that Santa's real. And this guy comes down this chimney, and he's all excited, and the dogs barking, and then fucking. Oh, right away, man. Was, uh, that was a takes out the dog, and then you know shit is real now. Yeah. The kid sees it. Santa knows the kid's there, and now we have this cat and mouse chase scene through the house. So the way they shot that dog scene is, um, it's a hard. It, it's shot. So the kid is seeing this his dog, and the dog is attacking Santa. And at first, he thinks it's kind of funny, and mm-hmm. then Santa is getting more and more violent. And it was the director that I guess had to act it out because the dog trainer, he said the dog was amazing. This this was the yeah. be- I've worked with animals for the next 20, 30 years. They're always terrible. This dog would do everything you wanted, but everyone was afraid to touch it. And I guess the actual Pierre Noel is this softy at heart, so he yeah. couldn't do anything. So he goes there, and they shoot as the kid, and it's it's a real knife that it goes right beside the dog. Oh. And, it's, and the dog... Yeah. They did, he was like, we're going to do one take of this because the dog isn't going to know what the fuck's going on either. Yeah. So that reaction from the dog, that terrified, is, ge- is, is, yeah, is genuine. That, that and then the practical sense. effect like, after it is pretty yeah. pretty gruesome too. Like yeah. that, that was a pie knife. It wasn't even like a knife. It was like a weird like pie knife. And the way it happens though, and it's all, maybe I shouldn't have even spoiled it because the way it happens yeah. is so good. Like it just seems so like, 
oh, Santa Kingdom, what's going to happen? And then it's just like, boom. Yeah. Like yeah. the way it's done, it, it's really well done. I will say that's one thing about this film. I mean, I, I don't think it's a perfect film the first time I see it. I think it's more of a strange kind of oddity that's interesting. Mm. But I, I think it is well shot. And I think there's some cool, like the cinematography I thought was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's definitely moments. I, I there's, there's something about it. thought behind, yeah. um, you know, what this movie is about like there's there's definitely more subtext that yeah. that he's trying to kind of uh, push to the forefront to the um, whole thing and and I guess I, we didn't mention so the kid is home alone with his grand his uh, pappy but uh, the mom is working on Christmas Eve magical yeah, mansion this huge mansion tons of rooms secret passages like it's incredible secret rooms secret like booby trapped hatches that he plays war yeah. in like yeah like it opens up he's playing like Ramble. He's obviously like a, a fan of Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. 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 Rip off of Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. And he's, he's going around playing with his dog and he's Rambo or something. But yeah, he literally like, I guess they have so much fucking money that mm. the mom lets this kid splurge on yeah. these traps in the house and stuff. And yeah, it's super fun. Like the kid's this intelligent kid that can hack and create all these cameras. He's got this thing where he controls the cameras with his the this his power glove. Game boy. <laughs> um and yeah, speaking of secret rooms, I mean there's this moment, it's kinda silly, but it's also kinda awesome. There's this hidden room that he said like no one knows about. His dad showed him, his mom doesn't know about it, his grandfather didn't know about it. In this house, this house is so big, this huge mass of like auditorium like room toys filled with old like- toys. And I guess he said that it's his generation, generation, they passed on. So, like, his dad filled it with his favorite yeah. toys. Before that, his dad filled it with favorite toys. So, yeah, it's like this generations of all these old cool toys. And it's mm. just, I mean, it's kind of silly with the bridge and everything that no one knows, would know, not know it's there. But at the same time, it's like such, it's you just awesome. go whatever. You yeah. just go with it. And I think it's it's a fucking cool mm. set piece. Um, But, yeah, a lot of it is this Santa fucking terrorizing this kid. And there's a lot of, like, tension. Mm -hmm. It works surprisingly well. Because he quickly figures out, like, oh, I'm being filmed. I'm going to get rid of those cameras. And uh, they try to escape in in a car scene. Oh, yeah. uh, That was cool, too. I guess they shot that. They took off the roof from the car so you could see from that angle, like, the, 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 the... grandfather and the kid being like terrorized yeah. and actually like get their faces again it's from too that bad i know this this director did a couple other french things but it's too bad that he never went on to to bigger mm. things because for an early film like you definitely see you know some talent there you definitely see potential everything shot yeah. in, in in and i guess the budget was pretty minuscule yeah uh mm. and, and there's all we you know we, we were on this noir kick but didn't you feel like you had that noir angles all those expressions yeah. mm. And, and mystic angles. There's a lot of cool shit going on um, it, in terms of like the direction, for sure. And, and most importantly, it has snow. <laughs> One thing I, I've I always struggle with, and I know it's like a budget thing. And the movie we're going to talk about next week has that issue. Like, snow costs a lot of money. It's a pain in the ass to film. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't bother. They do their Christmas in L.A. That's not. Like I like yeah. there a lot of movies have Christmas in LA. That's not Christmas for me. I need the snow, the atmosphere, and this film definitely delivers. So you know that. what the snow was? It was like some sort of salt compound. Hmm. So when oh. the kid is walking on the ground barefoot, he's walking on I'm just like salt on, on yeah. salt. So that's when he's hobbling. Like the kid kind of gets fucked up in this. Yeah. He's actually like hobbling. He's and, and he was actually in pain walking on on the snow. So it was easier. Like really. I mean, this kid has to hold the movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He does a good job, too, right? Like, yeah. You think, all right, there's a kid. He's not going to do a good job. When I, actually, and when I found yeah. out it was the director's son, I'm like, yeah. this should have gone horribly yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, and I felt it more this time. Like, the first time I was just like, oh, this is so fucking cool. This is like this hidden gem that's been lost for, mm. 
years. I, I did find this time it did drag a little for me a bit. Like some, it does take a little bit to get going. I found out. Did you guys find that or no? No, wow. actually, this might. Uh, I tried watching this. I got like maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, because fell asleep. When I mentioned we, I wanted to yeah. cover this, you were like, I tried yeah. watching that and fell asleep twenty minutes, and it wasn't like it was too I slow was, for me. I was okay. in. This is awesome. Like. It's fantastic. The only thing I, I like, my biggest thing with this is it sometimes feels episodic where it, there's no like continuity from piece to piece. Like sometimes it's just like, okay, now we're going to this. Okay, now we're going yeah. to this. Now we're going to this. Like, got this trap and this trap. Yeah. yeah. It's where, where you're not actually like, there's tension usually in every scene and then it gets completely diffused because then they go on to something else. Yeah. And instead of like building things up and letting things breathe a little bit. I, I, that was my biggest kind of kind of issue. Yeah, that does make sense when he's on like the roof and then he kind of goes back inside, kind of deal. Doesn't really. The, the one thing too we didn't mention, like the grandfather is home, but the kid again has to take care of the grandfather. Yeah. He has to protect him. He has to make. There's all those great things where you see how blind the grandfather is. So you're mm. always seeing it from his uh, angle, angle, yeah. and it, like there's just blurry nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I I guess uh, a great story about the actor who played the the grandfather. I guess he was worried that he wasn't going to get insured to make the movie, and he really wanted to make the movie, so he had to go. The the insurance doctor. Yeah. And instead of like, before he even can ask him any questions, he just did a backflip. <laughs> he was like, I'm ready. I'm good. Let's I'm do it. Crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? To, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but you have anything yeah. to say? Or? Uh, like, we were talking about that scene where it's all the slow motion montage. Oh, yeah. That scene's fucked up. Like, he's carrying his dead dog. Yeah, 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 yeah That yeah. was rough, man. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it kind of goes down. It goes that he's down burying the yeah. dog, yeah. and it's, it, it, like, With, like, in, like, the uh, cross he puts up, yeah. That he's was... also preparing all these things. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. preparing all, all yeah. the, his next battle, but he's then all of a sudden the kid, dog man. comes up. Like, yeah. what the f- I was like I honestly it was in my basement I went what the fuck am yeah. I watching because again like tonally the movie is all film. over the oh, place yeah. I, I find it you bounces. get that a lot in a foreign film like they their tone or like the way they do things it's kind of like yeah you would not see that in, a, in an American film no you would definitely would it, not see that in this movie is batshit crazy right like yeah. I, one thing I did want to mention, which I'm, I'm glad is not a thing anymore. And again, it has nothing to do with the plot, but I was like, <laughs> when they show like, uh, it's just like a, a random scene uh, when they're getting ready for the department store, I guess, is putting on this big kind of winter carnival thing. And there's a Santa outside and he's, all the kids are coming up and he's like kissing. Doesn't he kiss like each one on the lips or something? I was like, I'm glad that's not a tradition going anymore. Some old man going around fucking smooching your the, kid. The, I guess um, the, the, uh, the, talking about the department store, all that stuff was filmed gorilla style. Oh, really? They weren't supposed to be filming in there. Oh, that's know? awesome. So they just would have people set up and there'd be like a couple actors and everybody else. Cause like we want to film yeah. in the department store at Christmas. We can't afford any extras. So we'll just go there. So you can see at one point there one of the actors who's behind like the Santa when somebody's getting set up. He actually looks right at the camera to be like, "Is everything okay?" But it's like a split yeah. second. Hmm. Um, I do like that though. The mother's like, "Let's fucking celebrate Christmas in style." Yeah. So she gets all these carnival kind of type acts all around the the department store. Like that would have been awesome yeah. to go to as a kid. Um, I, I the other I just wanted to go back to the Pierre Noel for for a second and his kind of innocence and and the transformation scene when he's he's Doing the spraying the he's the, spraying the, oh, the white because yeah, he's got this great. black yeah. beard and then he sprays uh, all this white 
Sn- fake snow, yeah. snow. Yeah. Yeah. onto himself. And that scene goes on for like a while. Wow. It's like a taxi driver or yeah. something type but, scene. But yeah. it actually it works in a weird yeah. way. Because I was starting to think like, ah, there's not going to be enough of this guy. Like, I'm not going to yeah. feel this guy like you feel Joe Pesci or Daniel yeah. starting like you know those guys. That, and then that scene happened. I was like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's fully formed. Yeah. yeah, He's definitely a presence for sure. Uh, you're cheating! <laughs> or like yeah. he did whatever yeah. in French, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, definitely a, a, an instance there. Um, I, I don't know. Do we uh, do we need to do spoilers on this? I don't think there's much to spoil. Like there? the the only thing would be the end. Where yeah. okay, well we we can do a little spoiler. Do you guys want to give our, your ratings or do you, anything else you want to talk about? Or I can give. Uh, yeah. uh, I think I can give my rating. I'm I'm okay. just checking checking my list. <laughs> checking it twice. <laughs> um, yeah, all I want is it naughty or is it nice? Yeah, like all I, it's pretty nice actually. Um, so I, I was worried with both these movies that you... Well, I thought Maddie would probably enjoy the next one, but yeah. I didn't think you would like any of these, and I was worried Maddie would not like this one, so we'll see. Um, I, I'm I'm going to give it a 7, uh, leaning maybe even 7.5, talking about this. I was going this. 7.5, yeah. I uh, enjoyed this a lot, actually. I'm going to go 7. It went down a little bit for me. I'm going to mm. go 7 on this one. I think the first watch was just so crazy. When I first saw it, it was like this little oddity. Yeah. That I, what is this movie? It and is an oddity, and, and, and I yeah. do feel like... If I was in the wrong mood, it could have yeah. played different. Yeah. Like I, I wrote down, it's not a class Christmas classic I'm going to watch every year. Like I do the certain films, but I think this is one you throw in maybe, maybe every five years, and it's just kind of something different to to add to the mix. Yeah. You know, when you're you're bored with the. It's completely its own kind of thing. I can't. Yeah, think, yeah Home Alone's like it, but it's nothing like it. No. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the Home Alone, like you for adults. You couldn't show this to your kid. No. Like your kid would be fucking terrified of Santa Claus, and mm-hmm. you know. So spoilers. Uh, we'll look down yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, check out the bottom. Uh, we're gonna start spoilers. Yeah. If you don't want to have the list, the ending spoiled for you, just skip mm-hmm. ahead. But uh, yeah, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, when they're playing hide and seek, and he just goes like, "All right, now your turn to hide." Like. That turned on me. Like, is this guy just needs like a, a help? Yeah, like, he kind of felt bad a for friend, him. Like, maybe like yeah. yeah. I was like, you just oh, this this guy just needs uh, a hospital or something. The to- murder is to get in the way of like his his fun. Yeah. Do you think if those kids just fucking had a snowball fight with him, he would have went on this murder <laughs> See, spree? That's exactly <laughs> yeah. Like, he just wants to play, and no one's like playing with him, and like yeah, just that was so a twist weird. moment. Like, oh, they, what's yeah. gonna, how's a kid gonna get out of this one? Yeah. Oh, he's just gonna tell yeah. him that it's. Uh, the game is over, and now we're going to start a new game. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking. And that ending, oh like, my god, it is such like, oh, this is not going to end well for anybody. This is not a happy Christmas ending. Like, you feel so bad for this kid who's going to be traumatized. Who has to use life. a gun? Yeah, like he doesn't. He's not responsible for killing him. Yeah, but, but if he thought about it yeah. later, he might go. Santa might have died anyways. Yeah. Even if if uh, well, yeah, that, Pappy that's, didn't that's come a, to the rescue. As we mentioned, like he doesn't think this is a killer. He thinks this is Santa, Santa. Claus. That because I think his friend too or someone mentioned yeah, that Santa Santa's Claus not like real. A, no. I thought he mentioned somewhere that Santa Claus like kills people. Oh or yeah, he, someone he's a troll. It. That's what the troll ogre. Oh yeah, yeah. The mom said if you yeah. stay awake or something, he becomes a troll. Yeah. So he thinks this is the real Santa. That has become this monster and is going killing people because of him. He blames himself for all this stuff that's happening. So yeah, it was kind of a yeah, like a really yeah. dark like twist on it. And, and, yeah, like that that moment where at the very end where he's in his mother's arms yeah. is mm-hmm. heartbreak. There's there's like there's you said, stuff there's, there's, there's some there's some there's layers in there more than you would yeah. expect in a in a movie where you hear Home Alone with a killer Santa. Yeah. There's a little more to this one, I think. I think there's actual and I think it like is the foreign element. Care, that, you know, mm-hmm. this director yeah. was like, 
he, I guess he had one hit. He had that Alan Delon movie. It was a hit, but the critics thought it was garbage. Uh, they, yeah. they, they, so because of that, he couldn't do any critical acclaim movies. None of the studios really wanted to work with him. And he couldn't get work. So he's making, he was cutting trailers of stuff for three years, even though he had this monster hit. And then yeah. he finally has this idea about this movie. And they're like, we we can shoot cheap, we can do all this, but he's trying to cram in all of like probably three years yeah. of, of learn ideas and, and learn knowledge. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, he just directs the young Indiana Jones after this. Ooh. Oh, that was a decent show. Yeah, but, still, but um, like, <laughs> is that is that up for spoilers? Yeah, guys? I think so. Yeah, I guess we probably could end of spoilers. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you guys have anything else you want to? No, I think that's pretty good. I think, uh, yeah, we again, it's not, it may not be your favorite Christmas movie, but I think we're all giving it a, a recommendation for sure. A mini maniac. Yeah, if, if you want, <laughs> if you want something different for the holidays, this is definitely something yeah. too. I, I would recommend never going to see yeah. something like this again. Like, I, like I said, to, you have to check it out. I, I said to to Tammy after I finished, I was like, you probably should have watched this one with me. Yeah. Um, which, you know. I don't always say when we're we're doing some of these like Santa, yeah, uh, yeah. the killer Santa and Home Alone. I like I really was like, oh, what the fuck have I got myself into? Yeah. But no, got myself into yeah. something good. So cool. uh, thanks, thanks guys. Yeah, uh, cool. Well, yeah, this has been our first of our Christmas episodes. Like I said, we'll be back next week with the final part where we're going to talk Invasion, Invasion USA, USA, and we'll do our little uh, gift exchange that we do every year. Um, bring some more holiday cheer for you guys before. Uh, yeah, you know, the you're big visited day. by the uh, the big man. Um, Pair to Noel. <laughs> yeah, Pair to Noel. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at Gmail at MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a group page and a like page. And we're on Instagram. Uh, we just hit 2,500 uh, followers. Holy moly. Nice. Um, and we are Movie City Maniacs on there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, uh, Merry if, Christmas. If you don't listen to our next episode, but you should. Yeah. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you guys celebrate. But again, we'll be back uh, with one more before uh, Christmas. Thanks Stay holly jolly. Yeah. Oh, oh. Stay festive. Happy birthday, Christmas.